When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. A chilly start to a Tuesday morning, and it's probably not going to improve all that much. How are you doing, everybody? Thanks for joining us. I'm the fabulous farm babe, Pam Yonke. Cloudy skies in our forecast today. 24 are expected high tonight. We'll drop down to 21, so not a big change as far as temps are concerned. Tomorrow, more clouds and 31. Thursday, clouds with a little sunshine late in the day. 32 are expected high. Friday, we bounce up to 36 with cloudy skies, and then Saturday, back down to 32 degrees. You know, ag weather details are coming up in about 15 minutes when Stu Muck, our ag meteorologist, joins us. It's also a Tuesday, and that means our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, is going to join us. One story I noticed yesterday was that Russia apparently is trying to make waves in the wheat market. Find out more about that. And this morning, all of our commodities trading a little bit lower. John will give us the details coming up. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com careers. 10 days, it's Christmas, and looking forward to it. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn. Of course, Christmas, in so many ways, will be different. Will we be with our families? How much traveling will we be doing? Are we going to get presents under the Christmas tree? But one thing about Christmas that is pretty constant, Josh, and those are those pretty red Christmas poinsettias, aren't they? Yeah, and I've been seeing them more and more as we get even closer to Christmas. Josh Gramlin here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Like you said, right now we're out getting Christmas trees, candy canes, gifts, those holiday beef and pork cuts, and then, of course, the poinsettias. So when you're out shopping for your holiday flowers, I would highly encourage you to check your local FFA chapter because so many of them are still doing their holiday flower sales, and that money is going towards a really good cause in advancing the FFA mission within each of these communities. So one of the chapters in the state that has a real hefty operation and knows what they're doing is the Lake Geneva Badger FFA chapter in Walworth County. So I had the chance to catch up with Larry Plapp. He is the faculty advisor for the FFA chapter. And this is not Larry's first go around, which is why they are still having success decades into this holiday flower sale. I am in my 29th year here at Badger High School, taught seven years also in Illinois. So I've got 36 years under my cap. I also have uh, my teaching partner, Candace Franks, uh, has been here uh, nearly 14 years. And so FFA Worldwide, we have on, on a normal year, and we're not going to call this year normal, uh, normal year by now we'd be at somewhere around 80 or 90 members. We're a little shy of that this year. It's been a little harder getting students to events and, and such, and obviously lack of many events has, has not helped you know, in some of their interest uh, in some of our areas. 
So let's talk about an event or I should say something fun that is actually happening. From what I understand, you guys are selling some products around the Christmas season. So what is it exactly that you guys are offering this year? Sure. What we did uh, actually starting last spring when schools shut down and such, uh, my friend and colleague uh, Dave Cruz in Elkhorn, who's also the ag teacher there, and I kind of put our heads together and we kind of developed a, a website for our products. So uh, ended up putting up, in, in our case, uh, we, we grow over 30,000 plants in the spring, and so putting all of that online so we could have a contactless pickup in the spring led us to doing more or less the same thing here for the holiday season. So every year we've done a holiday sale in some way, shape, or form uh, in those last 30 some years here and but uh we did it all uh, all by virtual this year it's all online with a, with a website that uh, uh we created uh that uh, so we put all our poinsettias we have uh, four different colors of poinsettias and sizes and all that kind of good stuff we also do kind of unique thing with citrus trees we sell little ornamental lime trees orange trees lemon trees that are quite popular uh, as as house plants actually nice uh, fragrance on them that they get. So we also start those uh, here. We get them from a, a grower out of Florida who happens to uh, have, have a FFA alumni uh, connections. We also do balsam products. Uh, we do, we don't make the wreaths, but we do put the, we, we do the decoration for them. with all two different sizes of wreaths. We did make a new product this year called a porch pot. They had different greens and some berries and things like that. That was very popular. That sold out uh, almost right away on, on the website. Wow. Okay. So it's more than poinsettias. You're offering all sorts of different holiday products. Well, that's great. And I got to commend you for coming up with a online platform right on the spot because that's really the only reason that you're able to do what you're doing this winter was because you had the infrastructure from what you set up in spring. Larry, what have sales looked like this year compared to years past when you had the in-person sale? Well, the start with the spring, the spring was ridiculously awesome, um, way beyond uh, our wildest dreams. And that seemed to have been a trend for all the greenhouses. Um, I know my friend Dave there in Elkhorn said he sold out. The uh, first time they sold out, we were close to selling out uh, just, just shy of a record year. We were just uh, a few dollars off of a off of a record mark. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, you know, April 30th or so, I, you know, we were ready with the website, but I was, I was hoping just to pay the bills, you know, uh, and, and it turned out that it was, uh, we actually, actually melted the internet uh, on that opening day when I, when I flipped the switch on, that the sales uh, could start and it, it we had, <laughs> all sorts of technical issues because we had too many people too fast. And then here uh, for the fall with our poinsettias and such, is, uh, you know, the holiday sale part has been very good, you know, not over the top. It, it was, I was skeptical again uh, three or four weeks ago. It was coming in really slow, but people kind of procrastinate, I guess. And then as things got closer and people started talking on Facebook about decorating early, started to see that move along and orders come in some more. Poinsettia-wise, that, that, you know, we, we're going to have some extras right now based on, you know, we have several churches that usually get from us that, uh, you know, churches in 
most churches aren't going right now, and and, uh, and so they're not going to have a Christmas Eve service where they have. Uh, so we'll we'll be a little long on those, but we'll we'll find some nursing homes or food pantry to to give some of those extras to. How many poinsettias or holiday flowers do you normally sell? So that could either be the numbers for this year or a regular year. Well, our order, our, our, we grew 400 this year, and we're probably at a we probably sold a couple hundred, probably 250 right now, and so that number holds pretty steady. Poinsettias aren't as popular as they used to be. You know, we have uh, Lowe's or Home Depot that offers them for two dollars on Black Friday, and you know that doesn't help the industry any. And, and I'm sure all the other greenhouses would say the same thing that you know you just flood the market with a, a cheap product like that. But it's why we've kind of gone to trying other things like you know the novelty the citrus trees and the balsam greenery. The wreaths the wreaths were all exactly the same sales as they were last year. We added the porch pots, so that that was more. So more on the greenery side of things and the poinsettia side, but again, I can't can't complain on on what's happened so far. Completely okay. And then when uh, you know, it seems like everything else has been canceled. So since you had the infrastructure to do this, uh, yeah. why why was it that you decided to go forward with this in a year where pretty much everything else uh, <laughs> has either changed or is just not happening? We do use the the money from the greenhouses for our the scholarships that we give out, and so we wanted to make sure, you know, we you know continue to have that that uh, pot of money available for students to do things. And eventually, June hopefully this will be all over, and and uh, you know we'll be able to you know fund scholarships and do our, our usual thing with the money for for our students that you know going to state and national conventions and. Uh, Washington Leadership Conference and, and things like that, where you know we'd like to have uh, ability to help students do some of these events that they don't have the means to, and especially you know there may be a, a fair number of students who you know having parents struggle during this time and they're not looking at anything extraordinary, and we you know when hopefully things get back to normal, we'll be able to, to help more than we perhaps have, have did in the past. Let's drive that point home to finish this out because that's where I want the emphasis to be. I want people to understand that when they buy these holiday flowers from these FFA chapters, no matter where it's at in the state, that money is going towards the type of things you just talked about. So just one more time, Larry, why would you encourage anybody to not shop at the big box stores and to come to their local high school and get those flowers from their FFA chapter? Well, it, it just basically what I just said there was uh, essentially the reason they, uh, you know, eventually, you know, you can give your money to Walmart and, and, and everything, but uh, when it comes down to, you know, you provide, uh, you spend an extra dollar for a poinsettia or two from, from your FFA chapter, um, you know that money is going to be spent toward student development, and, and that's kind of what we all should be in the business for is taking our students and, and helping to develop whether they're leadership skills or, and develop their abilities to, uh, you know, work with others and, and such and all the things that FFA provides them. While it's not a perfect year this year in doing some of those things, that's that's obviously um, where our money will, will inevitably go to when, you know, things are normal again and, and getting students to all these conferences and events that are so life-changing for many of them. Awesome. Thank you so much, Larry. Merry Christmas to you. That is Larry Plapp. He is one of the faculty advisors of the Lake Geneva 
Badger FFA chapter. That is in Walworth County. Larry's been the advisor there for 29 years. So obviously I spoke with Larry because his FFA chapter does it right and they offer a huge variety of holiday products. But remember, there are chapters all around the state, probably one in the very community that you live in that is looking for support during these tough times. And that's why I can't stress enough to go get that holiday flower, whether it be a poinsettia or a holiday tree of some sort from the FFA. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Thousands of homeowners like you trust American-made propane for the unmatched comfort of gas appliances. It all begins with your local propane provider who can recommend flexible payment and delivery options for your convenience. Now is the time to ask about winter preparation services, including payment programs and automatic refills. Keep your family safe and warm this winter. Call your propane provider today. This message is sponsored by your local propane provider and the Wisconsin Propane Education and Research Council. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. Believe it or not, interest rates are the lowest in history, and now is the time to refinance. If you want to save some money on your mortgage every month, it's very quick and easy. Allow me to show you all of your options. Just give me a call, and we'll get the process started. Educated Mortgage, your smartest way home. Call Dan, the mortgage man. NMLS number 222652. In Wisconsin, recent crash data show that someone is injured or killed in a crash involving an inattentive driver every 46 minutes. Cell phones usually make our lives easier, but when they're misused, serious harm can result. Drivers who read and send text messages while they drive endanger all of us and can cause catastrophic injuries. At Clifford and Rihala, we help people who have been injured by distracted drivers, and we know how common that negligence is. Clifford and Rihala urges you, please don't text while you drive. By making smart choices on the road, you can protect yourself and help prevent crashes. If you've been injured by a distracted driver, call us. We'll help you. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. An industry that feeds the world is definitely an industry worth talking about. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. And that's what we are talking about this morning. The crisp temperatures we're feeling out there. Thank goodness there's no wind, at least not yet. What's ahead? Stumach Ag Meteorologist joining us live via Skype. Yeah, it is uh, it is crisp out there. Now, in the Madison area, we are single digits. And like I said, thank goodness there's no wind because we'd definitely be sub-zero if we had a wind chill this morning. It would absolutely feel very chilly, and there was just enough clearing in the night to allow some of those temperatures, uh, south-central right up into central Wisconsin to drop off. A lot of the rest of us held on to a few more clouds. Oh, we're not all that much better in the teens, and you know, at least say low teens are normal for nighttime lows. This really is kind of typical December weather. No big changes. We aren't going to turn up the wind or anything today, just staying a little on the cooler than normal side, but not too terrible because now this is the cool swing for us this week. Temperatures are going to begin to rise, warming up somewhat as we look on toward Wednesday, Thursday, certainly Friday and the weekend. 
There's some snow this morning in Nebraska and Kansas and back into Colorado. Low pressure is way off to the south. It's going to move east and northeast in Texas and push some of that precipitation on through the mid-Mississippi Valley. There's a small chance that a few flurries could touch southeast Wisconsin really late tonight into the early morning hours of tomorrow. Beyond that, I expect we stay dry on toward the end of the week. There's another possibility. I think I mentioned it yesterday, that later Friday night, just into Saturday, another round of some very light snow or flurries could develop. But by that time, daytime high temperatures will be back to above normal. Keep in mind our normals right around 30 degrees right now. So when I start talking about low 30s already tomorrow and Thursday and mid or upper 30s by Friday and Saturday and even into Sunday, that's an above normal pattern. And it sounds pretty mild once again for some of the snow that's accumulated from last weekend. It may very well begin to melt or at least that snow cover compress quite a bit as we get this more mild air in store for the end of the week and certainly into next week. As we start the week heading toward the holiday, there may very well be low 40s in the area. I'll have forecast details right after this. Compere Financial is grateful to the hardworking farmers and their families as you work relentlessly to feed, clothe, and fuel the world all year long. Thank you for all you do, and we wish you a safe and happy holiday season. Give your local Compere team a call at 844-426-6733 or visit Compere.com for lending, crop insurance, appraisal, and other financial needs. Compere Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. All righty, Stu, let's have some more of those, I guess we'd have to say, frigid details, at least for now. At least for today, yeah. We've got a mostly cloudy sky, and temps today will, believe it or not, still head up into the mid-20s, and that's only with east and northeast breezes, you know, up to five, just a little bit, not a terrible day. Through the nighttime, those clouds hold on, and that low passes off to our south. We fall back down to around 20, could be a few upper teens. Northeast winds about 5. I'll mention that really slight chance late tonight, early tomorrow of a flurry. Otherwise, really by Wednesday, partly sunny skies and low 30s. Just above normal already with the northeast winds at 5. I'd say partly sunny Thursday, low 30s. Winds become south at 5. And Friday, Pam, upper 30s, but more clouds. And that little bit of a snow chance late Friday night, just into early Saturday, and it stays mild then right into next week. Yeah, you're serious that by the time we get towards Christmas, we actually could really bust a move as far as uh, above average temperatures, huh? Yeah, yeah up into the low 40s, 10 degrees <sighs> above normal, pretty easy. Mm. Well, that's not going to make the snowmobile or the snowmobile contingency or the snowman contingency either one real happy about things, though. No, but, you know, we're not spending the money keeping the house warm, and it's a lot easier taking care of critters outside when it's yeah. not brutal cold. Oh, yeah. I'll give I'll give my eye teeth just for a little sunshine at this time of the year, you know? Yeah, that'd be nice, too. All right, man. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. See what you can do. 
All right. Take care. All right. See you later. Stumacher Ag Meteorologist with the weather details that you're looking for. Speaking of details, as usual, it's a Tuesday. Coming up, we are going to be visiting with our friend John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. This is that tough time of the year where you know that uh, traders are just like you and I. They start getting excited about the holiday season. Uh, They're letting more and more of their work, shall we say, be handled by computers that are programmed for automatic trades. Uh, What is the news behind the move? that we should be seeing today. We'll see what John Heinberg's got to say about that. He'll be joining us live coming up. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Johnson Tractor has new Case IH equipment on hand ready for immediate delivery. And 0% financing makes it really easy. Find year-end savings on in-stock Case IH combines, tractors, and planters. Johnson Tractor will sweeten the deal when you trade in your current unit. Call Johnson Tractor today and find yourself in a new Case IH for a great price. Johnson Tractor, Janesville and Judah. Johnson Tractor, from land to lawn. business thrive with integrated marketing solutions putting you top of mind get your sales growth in motion with midwest family your systematic solution for measurable marketing results midwest family midwest family Need to get some rest. This the worst headache ever. Mm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on the last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. There is no reason to be intimidated by words like gold, diamonds, jewels. No reason at all, especially when you stop into Goodman's Jewelers, 220 State Street, same location they've been at for over 85 years because they haven't been in business that long by intimidating people. They've been in that business by having beautiful pieces at all price points, whether it be an engagement ring, a wedding band, a pendant, maybe even a necklace, birthday, anniversaries, so many different occasions to give such beautiful jewelry that is very affordable. And of course, they've got the bling bling the shine and diamonds but they also have a great selection of other exotic gemstones and a lot of the cuts that are super hot these days they may have that traditional feel that traditional customer service but they also have the new modern looks of today stop in and take a look at their jewelry case talk to the staff find out what it is that they have and what it is that they can create go online goodmansjewelers.com Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. 
Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You have a healthy business and you've weathered the changes. To help plan for 2021, visit Signs by Tomorrow's interactive signage map service. One certainty for next year is that signs will be critical in your continued success. Signs by Tomorrow will help with COVID signage, back-to-business signage, and delivers a fresh new creative look for your image that can increase your bottom line and competitive edge. Visit signsbytomorrow.com forward slash Madison. Imagine it. Signs by Tomorrow can do it. You may not have been driving a lot this year, but are those tires really ready for Wisconsin winter? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here for McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City. And they are encouraging you to make your appointment now and get those tires ready for another Wisconsin winter. They are operating with their talk text line. All you need to do, talk or text with the staff and get your tire appointment in place. 608 643-3321. All the staff at McFarland's operating under COVID-19 protocol. Talk or text with them today. What in the H happened Saturday at Kinnick Stadium against the Iowa Hawkeyes for the Wisconsin Badgers? The same exact thing that happened against Indiana and Northwestern. They didn't play well uh, offensively. They're a very not-so-great offensive team right now. I mean, they've they haven't scored more than 10 points or they haven't scored over 10, 10 points or more in three straight games. The first time that's happened in 30 years. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it is a uh, historically bad offense right now. And, and you could say that a lot of it has to do with not having Danny Davis or Kendrick Pryor. And then, you know, I was not having Jalen Berger, but I mean, there's been a lot of poor offensive weapon teams here the last 30 years. And at least, at least some of them have scored at least 10 points and this one hasn't. So, it was a really, really poor performance. I feel for the defense. I mean, they oh, gave so them good. so many. They gave them so many opportunities. Obviously, I ended up giving up some big plays, but they gave the offense so many opportunities, and the offense just could not convert whatsoever. Did they say why Jalen Berger wasn't playing, or is it just one of those he's out? Good luck figuring it out. Yeah, well, there was. Uh, yes, that's essentially what it was. They found out Friday morning that he wasn't going to be available. Graham Mertz said afterward that he is trying, or he he hopes Jalen's feeling good because he knows. Uh, how bad that can affect your body because he went through it too. So what does that mean? That means he has COVID. And, uh, you know, nothing nothing official, but, yeah, his season is done. Well, man, this is just a very, very, very interesting season for the Badgers. Yeah, that defense is so good. Would there ever be an opportunity where they could just have the defense on the field the whole time and let them, you know, try their hand at offense too? Because I feel like it can't get any worse. You suggested that, and I would, and I completely agree with it. You know, the defense was, is incredible. The defense was, the defense was definitely good enough to win that game, and they didn't. They they had their, they gave, as I said before, they gave the offense opportunities, and they just couldn't, they couldn't convert. But the front seven, I mean, they gave up that eighty-yard touchdown run in the fourth quarter, but Iowa had forty-seven yards on thirty-one other carries. <laughs> I mean, that 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 is ridiculous, and so. 
the defense deserves so much better than than, yes. than this offense. Well, I right chuckled now. because I was reading your article at MadCitySportsZone.com, and you give out game balls for offense, defense, special teams, and for the Badgers' offense. This is the first time I think I've ever seen you do this. The offense, you gave it a an NA, not applicable. Uh, yeah. the, no one was deserving. It was it was terrible. Zach, I thought and. I wanted it to see it happen, but it didn't. Jack Cohen. Jack Cohen dressed but wasn't available? Was that the case? Yeah. What was up with that? Yeah. I, I don't understand that. Because uh, then they just take up a roster spot then? Like for, yeah, for like the a tra- traveling like a tra- team? A travel team, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't get – I don't understand that. Um, maybe might get a little bit of uh, clarification from, from Paul Chris why he's dressing when he's not able to play. I don't understand. Um, I don't get it. Don't get it. I, I, don't, I, I don't get it. But yeah, he he was not available to play, and so that's why. I mean, that's not why Graham Ritz didn't get replaced. But uh, everyone that was calling for Jack Cohn, I mean, that's the reason why. He, uh, I guess wouldn't it, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I guess. And well, uh, you know, Chase Wolf. You know, I, I personally would have thrown somebody else in there at, at some point. Well, let me because, ask you on Graham Ritz because Graham yeah. Ritz, my God, the hype, the hype. I've never been a part of something so hyped up than Graham Mertz. Uh, you know, from last season, then the starting this season, then we have the Illinois game, and Mertz Mania is just has hit critical mass. And yeah. now you look at Mertz Mania, and you're like, what? What am I watching? Like, is this kid overrated? Is you know, et cetera, et cetera. What should we do as a? Uh, I know, as from the reporter side of things, as fans that we are, what should we do with our expectations of Grammers moving forward? Is he still the real deal? Or is he still going to be the starting quarterback next year? Like, what is expectation of Mertz moving forward? In my opinion, he's still as physically gifted as any quarterback they've ever had. Like, he can make every single throw. Uh, he's he's we've seen that at times, but yeah, it's it's been a tough go, and I, I think that shouldn't be unexpected. I mean, not having any spring ball. Not having a really good, you know, uh, or extensive fall camp, and then losing the experienced weapons. I mean, you lose Danny Davis, you lose Kendra Pryor. I mean, they they have barely played the last three games. Danny obviously hasn't played at all, and then you go and lose Jalen Berger too. I mean, like you don't have any explosive weapons uh, with any experience. Like I think Tim Rakiki is going to be a good player. We saw a little bit of Devin Chandler uh, this past week, but teams are doubling Jake Ferguson and uh, forcing other guys to beat him, and right now they can't. Uh, and, and Graham's a big part of that, too. Like, he's, his accuracy's been off, either too high, too low, too hot, too, uh, too soft. Like, it's, 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 been, it's been a little bit of a tough go. But I, I think Graham is still as talented a quarterback as, as they've ever gotten. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Not a real pretty Tuesday on the way, mostly cloudy. 24 are expected high. If you're looking for good news, I guess we're going to bounce up to 31 degrees tomorrow. I'm Pam Youngke. Now, from Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So today is the 15th day of December. Did you know on this day back in 1939, the movie Gone with the Wind premiered, an adaptation from the Pulitzer Prize-winning book that Margaret Mitchell wrote with the same name. And this baby turned out to be basically the highest-grossing film of all time, inflation not adjusted. Clark Gable, Vivian Lee can basically point to this as their career masterwork, I guess you'd say. Gone with the Wind, launched on this day in 1939. On this day in 1978, the United States finally recognized China. Now, why is that odd? Well, aside from the fact that China has got 
hundreds of years of history, President Jimmy Carter finally realized that uh, 30 years after they had created the People's Republic of China, it was appropriate to recognize the communist country. And we did just that January 1st, 1979. And now you know. Well, I want you to know that we are going to be talking with John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, in about 10 minutes or so. Markets are in red ink overnight, and we'll have to find out why exactly that's happening. Why is it happening that so many of the people that we rely on in Wisconsin agriculture are suffering with uh, anxiety, uh, physical ailments caused by stress? That includes our Wisconsin veterinarians and the certified veterinary technicians that are behind them providing us with the information we need. You know, we rely on them 24-7, regardless of the weather conditions, no matter where we live. And just those three elements alone can cause tremendous stress to those professionals. Melissa Macy is the executive director of the state's Veterinary Examination Board, and they have created a resource program that's designed to try to help our veterinarians. Did you realize our veterinarians actually have a higher suicide rate than the general public? Did you know that when they graduate from school, they probably have about $240,000 in debt and do not make anywhere near the money that physicians do? Those kinds of things weigh heavy on a lot of veterinarians that are working in remote areas where they may not know many people. Melissa Mace says now they have created the Veterinary Assistance Program to try to help. People become a vet like what you wanted to say when you're a seven-year-old. It's almost an idealist type occupation. You want to go out there, you want to play with animals, you want to help animals. But with that comes the the bad stuff, the having to give the news that this dog has cancer or has this. And you top that off with, it could be cured, but the person can't afford to cure it, right? So you're dealing with the frustration of, we could fix this, but the owner can't afford to fix it. So you, you, it's just that iteration of the bad news and not everything being good news. And you, you, you get tired and it gets hard and frustrating. So with the Veterinary Professional Assistance Program, VPAP, I guess as you could more simply call it, one of the services that I saw that you were offering is child care assistance. So it feels like this is really wide-reaching. Right. So that was, um, we partnered with Humana, and in their, their bid to the state, these were a bunch of extras that they provided at no cost because it's their program. So they handle a whole bunch of employee assistance programs in the medical profession, veterinary profession, um, in other professions. And on the backside of all that, they do this work-life balance thing, which I think will be very, very beneficial to being, we, we talked about it, it's more like a preventative medicine type aspect that if, you know, you sense yourself getting out of balance, you can call them and they'll help you find that childcare. You've just moved, relocated to a new place to get a job. You don't know anybody. You don't know what's going on. You call into the service. They're going to give you some options. They're going to do the research for you and say, okay, here's what you got around you. Here's some of the ratings. Here's who you need to talk to. Um, they have life coaches. So, I mean, we all know in January we're going to make that resolution that we're not going to be able to keep. But if you wanted to try to really keep it, you could actually call into the service and say, okay, I'm gonna, I said that I was going to only work 50 hours a week. I'm going to cut down and spend more time with my family. How do I do that? How do I prioritize that? And they can get you a life coach that will help you do that. 
Melissa, for somebody that's listening that says, wow, I, I'm, I'm in a predicament. I think that those resources could help me. Or if they know of a family member or a friend that could use the help, if they want to access the newly launched Veterinary Professional Assistance Program, how can they do so? Sure. So all of our members are eligible participants. So anyone who's a Wisconsin licensed veterinarian or certified vet tech got a mailing on Monday of this week via their email. Or if we didn't have an email, we sent it to them regular mail. Um, that had a member card and uh, scope of services summary so that they would see everything that was offered to them. And their membership card gave them a phone number, a website. And so that website, it's a username and passcode, and they go in there, and it can hook you right up to whatever you need. gives a list of just quick classes you could take. Like right now, not surprising, there's a lot of stuff on managing through the pandemic, managing in isolation. I mean, things that you can just watch right now webinars you can take right now if you wanted to. And then you can also connect you right up with one of Humana's trained counselors that can get you to where you need to be. That's Melissa May. She's the executive director of the state's veterinary examination board through the Wisconsin Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection. Now, all of our certified veterinarians and certified vet techs in the state were alerted to these services being made available via an email. But in case you missed it, you can also find details on our website at MidwestFarmReport.com or go to the Department of Ag, Trade, and Consumer Protection's website and search for Veterinary Professional Assistance Program, and you'll find the cadre of elements they've got available to you all right there. But please, tap into those services. We need you. Markets in overnight electronic trade. We don't need this red ink. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped three quarters of a cent to 143 and a half. 40 pound block cheese was actually up a penny and a quarter at 163, while double A butter dropped three and a half cents at 144 and a half per pound. In overnight trade this morning, January milks down 12, closed at 1610 a hundredweight. February was up 16 at 1743, and March milk was up 19 at 1734 a hundredweight. We'll be talking more about these trends with John Heinberg in just a moment. Overnight trade, March corn's down a penny and a half at 422. January soybeans are down almost a nickel at 11.65. And the story yesterday in the wheat market was that Russia is getting ready to put uh, some new constraints in to the amount of wheat that they can export. Right now, July wheat has recovered from that. It's up a penny and a half at 596. But that may be one of the stories we're talking about next with John Heinberg when he joins us. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. 
You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. The battle to generate more revenue could be as simple as a free IT assessment from Compel Consulting. You'll receive a customized report detailing opportunities to reduce risk, lower costs, increase productivity, and revenues. Compel Consulting simply wants to help you make more money. Schedule a free technology assessment with Compel today and be more productive tomorrow. Visit CompelledNetworks.com. Compel Consulting, professional IT solutions, just like having family in the IT biz. Connecting producers and consumers one story at a time. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. All righty, let's get a jump on what the markets are talking about on this crisp start to a Tuesday morning. We welcome in this morning our friend John Heinberg, market advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. I want to start off with one that doesn't hit a whole lot necessarily of our Wisconsin growers, John, but it was kind of interesting, the play that the wheat market was getting yesterday. Uh, we saw double digits down in a heck of a hurry, caught my attention. And then I see it's, it's traders trying to get proactive on what could be decided by the Russian government. You want to start there for us this morning? Sure. You know, and actually the wheat moves was basically based on looking, start off last week, uh, you know, middle of the week, we saw some comments from President Putin of Russia concerned about food prices. He saw a jump in uh, Russian wheat price or food prices around 5% month over month in November. Uh, so that brought some action out by the Russian government to put a potential export tax on, on their exports starting on February 15th, running through June 30th. So that just immediately sent the market you know, rally in a great Aggressively, just on the pure fact that you know Russia kind of dominates the export market, and if they're throwing in that a fairly heavy tax involved was about $30 per metric ton was what they're targeting. You know, that really raised the value of the global wheat market. So we saw the, that really kick in. You know, the thing is the wheat market became the backside of a lot of trades. You know, they're buying corns, buying soybeans, selling wheat against it. The funds are actually short on the wheat market. And uh, so we saw this aggressive selling action. Now, yesterday we gave a Round of profit taking, saw double digit losses uh, corrected back to probably some pretty good support. And today we're trying to start working higher again. So it's going to be something to watch, you know, because wheat's one of those inflationary type trades. And if there's a lot of global food concerns, that could show up first off in the wheat market, which we've seen this in the past uh, where it can really take off and pull other markets with it. So it's something that's really going to have to be on the radar, especially as we go forward here, uh, given where we are with currencies and things like that globally. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that it popped up so fast. And now, so we could see these kinds of actions. I mean, yesterday was dramatic, but this isn't supposed to necessarily happen until February. So we may, do we think we corrected all at once or is there more of this to come? 
It's going to be an extremely volatile market. And actually, some of the correction yesterday came back as the Russian exporters dropped their export targets in terms of prices yesterday to com- you know, compensate. So they want to push as much wheat out as they can before that 15th deadline comes in in February. Uh, so that's going to be something to really watch because they have ability to just kind of move the market around so they can get their shipments out. Uh, but it's going to be something to concern. Wheat is a very volatile market. When it wants to really move, you'll see it move in all three classes that we trade on the board. So it can get it can get really crazy sometimes. And and uh, people that trade in the wheat market have to have a lot of a lot of thick skin at times <laughs> because it can really fly around. Boy, talk about thick skin. We're going to talk about dairy in just a moment. John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live this morning. Remember their website, TotalFarmMarketing.com. While you're there, you'll get a chance to see John's biography as well as find uh, the direct phone numbers and emails that you can contact John and other folks at the Stuart Peterson Total Farm Marketing Group as well. TotalFarmMarketing.com. Back with John Heinberg in a moment. You know truck duallys, but have you thought about a dual career providing the ability to farm and work for great benefits? From farm implement parts to medical equipment to power tools, Signacast builds the things that help build America. Work shifts allow for 78 fewer days at work per year. Signacast is now hiring production and maintenance employees at their Hartford location, a clean, high-tech workplace. Build your future at Signacast.com slash careers. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin Soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Welcome back. John Heimberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson, joining us live this morning, as he does routinely every Tuesday. We remind you again, TotalFarmMarketing.com is their website. The toll-free number to call them is 800 334 9779 or if you'd prefer to text they also have that the number to text 262-334-9779 john let's pivot and talk about dairy now uh kind of have to keep an eye on not just what's happening here domestically but also internationally as far as some of our world markets and world auctions what have we seen since we talked to you last week well, let's take a look first off here at just local prices in terms of what's happening with the Class 3 milk. We had some very interesting price action last week on Friday. You know, we saw January milk shoot to the $17 level to start the day, and then it gave the majority of that back by the end of the day. So a little bit concerning that kind of triggered some uh, actions by us. We're kind of looking at some of that DRP in the first quarter now, you know, trading just under $17 average. So I want to make sure producers are watching that. So at least on the domestic side, it seems like fluid milk supplies are relatively steady here, are very plentiful at this stage, and demand obviously is a concern. And you got a pretty big price gap between January and February, trading about a dollar twenty difference between the two right now. So, so it's a little concerning on that front. You know, biggest thing though, we talk about the global scale here. You know, we do have some optimism that we could see a pretty good export market next year. And again, with that weaker dollar, that inflationary food prices coming into play, uh, could keep the market fairly supported. Uh, but it's going to be a 
competitive market overall. We are seeing some more uh, influence from the Chinese in terms of stepping into those global markets. So that's something that's going to be a a bit of an underlying support underneath the dairy market at this stage. So again, we talk about using protection with keeping that top side open, but make sure you protect your value. You know, the other thing, uh, I, you mentioned uh, dairy revenue protection, DRP, which is separate and uh, uh, independent uh, program. Last Friday was the end of the dairy margin coverage sign up under our Farm Service Agency. Any rumble of how we did as far as uh, dairy farmers sign up on that one yet, John? I haven't seen any numbers on there again, but again, it still stays as a very popular program. So I would have, I would have suspect that the numbers are going to be pretty good now that we had a little bit of a pop back in the price. You know, biggest thing dairy producers got to keep in mind, uh, the craziness that we saw in 2020 isn't going to necessarily repeat itself in 21 uh, with price overall. So we kind of got to get back to our normal marketing mindset of, hey, where's value? What can I do to protect value but still keep opportunities in front of me? Uh, you know, right now we're looking at seven. 1720 milk in the second quarter, 1750 milk in the third quarter, 1740 milk area in the fourth quarter. So we're, you know, not great numbers, but numbers that probably work well when you put it to the balance sheet uh, and somehow try to find some way to protect those values and keep an eye on this market from there. Hey, have you heard anything? We said last week that the government's uh, influence on our cheese and butter was still being felt. Now, butter's been kind of down since we had that conversation. Sounds like they might have blown through the 50 mil or whatever they had initially been ready to spend. Anything more on the horizon that way? From that standpoint, obviously, I think with the administration change that's in front of us here, I haven't heard a thing that comes out. I think that uh, Farmers and Family Food Box program is probably going to go the same route uh, in terms of the, you know, with President Trump here. So at least at this stage, we're not hearing anything. I know they're still talking about possibly some aid packages coming together, but there's no pieces that are tied to that right now. And again, as a dairy producer, you can't count on that for 21 until you hear differently. Hey, you know, here we are. In a virtual world, I know that you guys a year from now would have been mobilized like crazy being out at conferences and uh, meetings trying to present uh, face-to-face information. How are you guys trying to fill that gap this winter, John? What can we do to try to make sure we're keeping our skills up with uh, you guys at Total Farm Marketing? Well, we offer uh, webinars through, you know, after USDA reports, things of that nature. And that's all information for those things are on our website, uh, again, at totalfarmmarketing.com, as well as a lot of meetings that we've done in the past have gone the more virtual route. Uh, so, you know, we've, you know, I've actually just did a meeting recently that was uh, basically on a web webinar type podcast format. I am doing some podcasts now, too, that are out there uh, throughout the Midwest. So, you know, we try to change ourselves to fit the digital media a little bit more and you know if there's any groups that want information or want to add us into those meetings that they may be possibly putting together feel free to give us a call uh love to help them out and uh, at least get some market information out there for them all right buddy well we appreciate you helping us out this morning we'll catch you next week john heinberg market advisor total farm marketing by Stuart peterson joining us live again their website totalfarmmarketing.com or call them toll free 800-334-9779 and we'll catch up with him next week This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke.